I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Why is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk, a special edition. I told you guys this was coming. I gave everybody a heads up yesterday. My boy, Donnie Droon, back in-house. The Pittsburgh Steelers face the Arizona Cardinals. I've been waiting all year for this. I've had this circled since the second the Pittsburgh Steelers released their schedule. The return, the awaited return of the OG my boy, Donnie Drew, it is an honor, my friend. How uh, how you feeling? How, how's uh, how's life out there in Arizona these days? Uh, it, warm. Uh, apparently not so much <laughs> back in Pittsburgh. I'm not excited to be back in the cold and no. freeze my tail off. It was that I remember walking around with you in Indy for the combine, and it was like 60, and I'm shivering, yeah. and you're like, man, like I can go for a run right now. Like this is Yeah, phenomenal. yeah, I was rocking shorts. Um. But great, man. Great. Uh, the Cardinal season, not so much, but I mean, we got a very big offseason here in the desert. I could see a number one quarterback, maybe see another generational receiver come here, you know, 66 million in cap space, six picks in the the top three rounds. I mean, there's an opportunity to cook here in Arizona for sure. That's crazy that you guys have $66 million in cap space and Kyler Murray is already signed. You think you you think they're going, I mean, like you'd have to imagine they'll probably get the number two pick because the Carolina Panthers, I mean, I don't know what they were doing, but they did something wrong. You think that they'd go? You think they'd really go quarterback? You think they'd really consider that over Marvin Harrison? Uh, that's a great question. I, I will tell you that this regime is not exactly married to Kyler Murray. They've done all the right things gotcha. just in terms of speaking very well of him publicly. Uh, yeah. they, they've backed him from day one, which I think has made a world of difference just in terms of Kyler Murray being here in Arizona. I will tell you, though, that before Kyler stepped onto the field, that was a serious conversation. Um, he played pretty well in his return to uh, Atlanta. Uh, they ended up winning one of their two wins on the season already. Um, the last two games, though, he's re- not regressed. He's kind of like came back down to earth a little bit. And I think yeah. that door is still very much open. I, I think the, the Cardinals, for better or worse, are going to have to evaluate Kyler Murray on the last eight games of the schedule that he's going to play without DeAndre Hopkins in a brand new system under a brand new offensive coordinator. And it's tough. There's a lot of things working against Kyler Murray, but I mean, if if it's the Cardinals or any other of the 31 teams evaluating him, they're going to have to work with what they see on film. And so far through three games, Kyler Murray hasn't exactly put out the best film uh, to convince Arizona that he might be the guy moving forward. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely one of the questions. I was actually talking to somebody, I don't know, yesterday maybe, and I was just like, yeah, Kyler Murray's looked, he looked all right, right? Because I only watched his first game back, and they're like, ah, no, he looked good for like, a game that was about it 
But I do. I want to get into football, obviously. But first, everybody would. I'd have a lot. We'd have a lot of comments on YouTube if I didn't just start off by asking, "How the hell are you? How's covering the Cardinals?" Everybody <laughs> wants to know. You got to. You got to remember. You left an entire fan base here. Everybody wants to know what's up with Donnie Droon. How you feeling? How you enjoying the warmth over there? Watching a really, really crappy team all the time. Yeah, I, I've done a lot worse for a lot less. Um, whenever I tweeted <laughs> out that I was coming back home to Pittsburgh, a lot of people reached out. They're like, hey, you know, we miss you. Pittsburgh misses you. This isn't that. So um, it was really cool to see, obviously. But you've built an empire uh, just in terms of covering the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I, I was really happy to be a part of that. Um, covering the Cardinals, it, it's fun, man. It's interesting covering a bad team. Uh, my numbers yeah. don't really agree with that. Uh, but like the, the hope and projection moving forward of the Cardinals under a new head coach, under a new general manager, it's been really cool, man. And then I think um, it really feels like you've watched me grow up a little bit because I yeah. remember back whenever we worked together, fan-sided. Dude, a long and, time ago. Dude, such a long time ago. And to see where both of us have come since then has been phenomenal. But Cardinal stuff is good. I also cover the Phoenix Suns. That's been going pretty good. Hopefully, I get to cover an NBA Finals a little bit later in June 2024. So, wow, that'd be crazy. Games. You think big that games. you think the Suns would make it to? I grew up a Suns fan, so this would be. I don't watch the Suns anymore, but that would be. You think there's a real possibility here? You think KD healthy. leads a team? If, if if everybody's healthy, yet Kevin Durant's putting up similar numbers to his MVP year. Um, so it, it, it's just a matter was. of everybody staying healthy. So we'll see, man. I don't know. The, the, the perfect June, 2024 for me would be going to your wedding and then going to cover an NBA. Shout out. So shout out. That would be, uh, that'd be pretty awesome. That would be pretty awesome. I might have to sneak in there with the press credential. I feel like somehow, some way they'd be like, yeah, no strap behind that sounds. I've never heard of him, yeah, yeah, but we could. There. Yeah, yeah, we could get them. We could get them a pass. It sounds good to me. I know. I was saying before we jumped on here that all your Instagram sto- stories of you just chilling, like taking videos of LeBron James or whoever. I, I think you should just stop telling people that you cover the team, and then you should just be like just chilling courtside. That's just what I do these days. Just hanging out. Left this left all Steelers talk for bigger being things. Two feet away from like Victor Wembanyama, and just seeing. Like, oh, I couldn't even imagine. Nuts. Yeah, just yeah, straight up at all times. At all times. Next got to hurt on that one. That's a good, that's a good time. That's a good time. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're enjoying it. I'm excited to see you. I'm sure there'll be lots of people, dude. At this point, like, we'll be walking through the strip. I'm sure at least somebody will be like, dude, Donnie Drone, oh my God. Hell, like, yeah. Not a shot. Uh, I'll make a bet with you. Not, not I'll a make shot. a bet with you. I okay. guarantee it. Okay. I could guarantee it. Peace, love, little donuts. Shout out. Peace, love, little donuts, because we're definitely getting some when you're in town. Excited to see you. Let's talk about some football. Just like you said, Kyler Murray, not great. In the last three games, that was my first question for you. Is Kyler Murray the guy? Does he bring any hope to the Cardinals? Does anything change? I mean, what what did you guys start? One and seven to start the season? He comes back. Is that like, you know, does he give any hope for a trap game? I guess that would be the, the question for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is there concern that maybe he goes off? Maybe they, you know, find a bit of a spark. Does he provide that at this point in his career? Or is that eh, maybe maybe a little behind just the Cardinals as a whole? Yeah, so the Cardinals as a whole have been kind of disappointing on both sides of the football. I do think Kyler Berry, as an athlete, three games removed, um, you know, from returning from a, a major ACL injury, um, yeah. he moves fine. 
Like th- th- I have no concerns about him post ACL and, and, and meniscus tear. He moves fine more so more than anything. It might be just the lack of talent around him. And granted, like Kyler Murray um, has been shaky in terms of accuracy. Like, you know, he's had a few turnovers. You really don't like to see that. Um, but he still definitely brings that upside of, you know, yeah. if everything is clicking that day, the Cardinals can absolutely play the role of trap game. Now, will they? Probably not. Um, <laughs> but w- with somebody with the athletic upside is Kyler Murray. Um, he's going to need those legs to run away from TJ Watt and, and company. I'm sure Mika Fitzpatrick is probably going to get ready for this game playing in the first time in over a month. Um, Kyler definitely brings that upside. Now, mm-hmm. it, it all depends on how the rest of the offense looks. If they decide to not run James Conner more than, I think he touched the ball six times last Sunday. Um, wow. That might be an issue. Yeah. So uh, the Arizona, the, the brand new offense, they, they have Kyler Murray on their center after he was operating in a spread shotgun thing under Cliff for a handful of years. Completely different. He said himself yesterday, he's still very much getting used to the offense and I mean, you're looking at a team that had Josh Dobbs and Clayton Toon start games for them. So, like, we've yeah. already in here in Arizona have seen, like, the worst football imaginable. And yeah. so, for all the smack you just talked about, Kyler Murray, I mean, he's night and day the, the best quarterback there. Um, he very much could still be on the roster next year. It's just up to him to prove it. That's uh, that's crazy You because the perspective of Josh Dobbs outside of Arizona, I guess, was that this dude – I mean, like you could ask some in Pittsburgh and you couldn't ask me, like I would say Kenny Pickett, but there were some that were like, oh, maybe they should have went and got Josh Dobbs or shouldn't have given up on Josh Dobbs. And he should have been their quarterback in Arizona. I guess that's a oh, different, no, different dude, people, outlook. They, they traded him. Um, he, he played bad week one, kind of got his stuff together and then just fell right back down right before they, they traded. Gotcha. Him. They, they knew Kyler was coming back the week after. Um, he goes to Minnesota and he like, he wins the first couple games and everybody yeah. here is like, no, 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 no. He's going to turn into a pumpkin. I promise. Just <laughs> keep watching. Keep watching. Man. Hate to see that for Josh Dobbs. Hate to see that for Josh Dobbs, but that's good because a lot of people who are going to make that argument could now say, no, do you see this glare in my eyes right now? This is a little, this is straight from the sun. There is sun in Pittsburgh. Just, uh, just giving you a little heads up for uh, you know. I, I was going to say I've seen a lot of things about Kenny Pickett and Co. Do do you think maybe just maybe if the Steelers get desperate enough, they might pick up the phone and see what Arizona wants for Kyler Murray in the offseason? So that's a very good question. I I think these next couple games determine a lot. I actually just talked about this on my to go this morning. I look at Arizona and New England, the Steelers' next two games, as kind of like a ramp-up period for Kenny just to, like, hey, get get your confidence back, play full games uh, much better than you've played. Because Cincinnati was the first time in Kenny Pickett's entire career that he played a complete game start to finish without a lull. Like, usually it's like, okay, maybe they have, like, a good opening drive or a good drive, like, within the first quarter or at the end of the first half, and then it's just pure agony the rest of the game. And then the fourth quarter, he turns it on and does something. Cincinnati was the first time that was an entire game of, oh, okay, Kenny actually looks pretty all right. I think he's got to prove that for the rest of the year. Just because my thoughts are Mike Tomlin didn't make this move. I firmly believe that Art Rooney was the guy who called Mike Tomlin into his office and said, look, we're done. Matt's going. This this is happening today. You're You're making a change at offensive coordinator. I think he'd do the same thing at quarterback if he realizes, like, Mike, this team looks really good everywhere else except for the QB. We have to make a change. He isn't the guy. I'm done waiting. 
And I think that's where, like, that's a that's a justified place to be if you're the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers is you've had a championship-level defense for years now. You finally put some missing pieces together. You found some, like, really good depth. You put your offensive line together. You have wide receivers and running backs. If you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to win a Super Bowl. And he knows that, and he wants to go get a, su- uh, a Super Bowl. Maybe Kyler is an answer there. I would say Kyler is an answer, but I would say a name maybe like Justin Fields. Okay. Makes a little bit more sense for the Steelers. Cheap, still has plenty of potential, doesn't have any of the like off-field headlines that Kyler Murray has. And I'm not saying that Kyler like is a, has any negative attention brought to him, but the Steelers will try to avoid anything. And there have been things with Kyler Murray that I think Steelers fans will latch onto, and I yeah. think Art Rooney would would understand that. I don't know, though. Maybe I'm still a guy that, that believes Kenny could... Uh, could turn it around in the next couple of things, but that's a good question. What are you giving up for Kyler? Like, what are you getting for? Like, what's the return for Kyler Murray? I mean, I think that all depends on how he plays, right? Because if he plays like a franchise quarterback and if if he plays up to the ability, he should, I mean, you're, you're looking at the first round pick and possibly even more, even with the contract, even with him being just a little bit older. I mean, if you get that dynamic athlete um, that you really can't find anywhere else and then the ability to push the ball down the field too, um, it'll be really interesting because I, I think when, when you have teams calling and I'm sure teams are going to call in the off season, whether or not they want to yes. pull the trigger on the trade, totally up to them. I'm sure you're going to get teams who value him here. And then you're going to get teams who kind of value him here. So it's going to be wildly across the board, just in terms of what teams want for compensation, where that comes into play though, is if they really don't like Kyler and they're like, Hey, you know what? Let's go get Caleb. Let's go get Drake may like, we'll be happy yeah. with either. I feel like they'd be more willing just to move off of that contract um, to part with, hey, you know what? I, I know you're taking on a lot of money. We'll drop our expectations from here to here that maybe we can do business. Um, I, I think that might impact things too a little bit. So we'll see. It, the, the next few months are going to be wild. And I, I really think um, after the regular season, because like players have to declare for the NFL draft on like January 15th, right? Yeah. The, the, the date like that, I think they'll know pretty early in the offseason what direction they want to go, and then we'll kind of see how things unfold from there. That's uh, that's interesting because the Steelers would be a low-end sell there, but if the Cardinals are willing to go low, I mean, Omar Khan, man, he's done some things already. He could do some things again. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them to make a trade if they needed one, but I again, I think Rooney kind of like makes that final call of like, I think Tomlin would... Tomlin Tomlin would stick to his guns as long as possible. Kenny would be the guy until Kenny Pickett retires just because Tomlin wouldn't want to admit that Kenny Pickett isn't that guy. Art Rooney would be like, no, dude, we're done. We're we're winning Super Bowls. That's all I care about. Go get Kyler Murray. I don't know if he would be that guy, but that is interesting. And honestly, for anybody who's sitting around thinking trap game, Kyler Murray not playing well, but also having those expectations, I think kind of hurts them. And then the other part of this is the Cardinals are missing like what their top three receivers right now as of as of yesterday. I saw their injury yeah. report. Marquise Brown's out. Trey McBride, which he's already Zach Ertz is already on IR, so he's technically your backup, right? And then Michael Wilson has missed the last couple games, so you guys are down. I mean, I would expect didn't Brown Brown played last week on the same injury? Yep. I'm pretty sure. Yep. So yep. I'd expect Brown him to go. Week. Uh, Wilson has missed the last couple games with, with shoulder yeah. issues. And then uh, McBride was there at practice. He just didn't have a helmet on. Like he still had his like jersey and like over hoodie and stuff. So like so the, he's the outlook good. on him probably isn't going to be too too terrible. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we'll see over the, the next couple of days. But um, 
yeah, the, the, a lot of it, it could be a f- like five foot eight Greg Dorch and like Ooh. five seven Rondell Moore, and then like a like a six two Zach Pascal who like has done nothing for uh for the Cardinals. Now, granted, um, like you said, you're probably going to get either one of Wilson or uh, Marquise Brown back this week. Trey yeah. McBride, and I'm telling you right now, Trey McBride would be a huge huge absence. I actually have it written right here on the handy dandy notebook. Be getting cool outside, but it's red hot on the field. So there's no better time than now to announce that today we've partnered with DraftKings, an official partner of the NFL. And thanks to DraftKings, we're bringing you even closer to the action. Right now, new customers who bet $5 will get $150 in bonus bets instantly. You heard that right, instantly. But that's not all. If you're already a DraftKings customer, you get a no sweat same game parlay. Get a bonus bet back if your same game parlay slash same game parlay X doesn't hit. Max reward limits do apply. And if you're a multi-sport better, no worries. DraftKings allows you to combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers who use our promo code ALLSTEALERS and bet $5 will get $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's promo code ALLSTEALERS. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, he has 53 less yards than Marquise Brown, who's leading the, the Cardinals in receiving, on 33 yeah. less targets. Wow, that's crazy, actually. I didn't realize that. Yeah, he, he, he's been a go-to guy for Kyler Murray. He's been a point of emphasis for Murray ever since he's returned. Um, and, like, no offense, like, Jeff Swaim, the backup tight end in Arizona, but, like, McBride has yeah. just emerged to the point where when Zach Ertz does come back from injured reserve, if he does, there's no shot he starts over McBride. Like, yeah. he's played that well. Yeah, I'd understand that. Like, I, McBride's young, too. What is he, two years in? Yep. This is his second year? Um, Yeah, that makes sense. That's good news for the Cardinals. Bad news. But at the same time, dude, I mean, Brown will probably go. If he doesn't go, could you imagine? I mean, you haven't, you haven't watched, but Steelers fans could imagine. A Joe, a physical Joey Porter just standing there against a little five foot seven Rondell Moore. I just... That would that would be, I mean, ideal for Pittsburgh, but at the same time, I don't know if they have the speed to keep up with these guys, which is definitely fascinating, which, you know, kind of brings me to my next question here. When it comes to the speed of these guys, that would be the Steelers' hands-down biggest weakness is they do not have the speed to keep up with a lot of these guys. Is that is that a real thing in Arizona? Like, you know, you talk about Miami and it's just speed, speed, speed. Arizona's got the speed, but I haven't watched much of their offense. Do they utilize it as well as as they probably should? Uh, first year offensive coordinator Drew Petzing is still kind of finding his footing, just in terms of play calling and personnel and packaging and X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Uh, they certainly have it. I mean, earlier in the year, whenever Kyler was still out, they used Rondo more in the backfield a lot as a running back. Huh? We haven't necessarily seen that a whole whole lot, but that worked out pretty good for them a, a handful of times. Um, Rondell obviously is fast. Greg Dorch is a pretty shifty guy for for being as little as he is. Um, the speed is there, but it's not like Tyreek, Jalen Waddle kind of speed. Um, they're just pretty fast dudes. Also, the the execution and the playbook between Miami and Arizona could not be any further from each other. Um, so it, it, if you took Rondell Moore and put him in Miami, he's probably putting up similar numbers to, to Jalen Waddle if you swapped the two. Really? Um, but, like, the Cardinals aren't going to win, like, a track meet or anything. And, like, to be fair, like, Marquise Brown was pretty speedy, too. 
Yeah. Um, but the, the the problem you get is whenever you try to take the, those deep shots, you don't have a George Pickens to come down with it. You don't have an Allen yeah. Robinson to, to come down with it. You're banking on a dude who's under six foot to go up and, you know, catch a 50-50 ball. And it just, that doesn't happen a whole lot in the NFL. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. That would, uh, Allen Robinson doesn't really do. Allen Robinson does a lot of blocking for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Shout out Allen Robinson. Great contributor to the Steelers offense, but it's a George. It's a George Pickens show for the Steelers. All right. Last, uh, really the, the only other in-game question I have for you is James Conner. You said what well, he touched the ball six times last season. I've seen you tweet out a number of times that the Cardinals need to hand James Conner the rock more and they refuse to. Why? What's going on with James Conner? I think they might just trying to to keep him healthy. Um, For you know, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you? What are you keeping James Conner? The playoffs or the twenty twenty four season? Ah, dude, the, that offense is night and day. Like awful without him like he he would have my vote for team mvp for the first half of the season like he's been that good um when he was healthy earlier i mean the cardinals had like a top five rushing attack in the league um yeah like he 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 was helping josh Dobbs out so much or drawing so much attention away from him but like the the offensive line has been pretty banged up although a a name to watch elijah wilkinson who started that left guard he is uh he had his 21-day practice window opened up, so we'll see if he plays in Pittsburgh. That would be a pretty big boost to the Cardinals' offensive line. But James Conner's a bowling ball, man. Why why he doesn't get 20, 25 touches a game shocks me. Now you have Michael Carter and the, the, the former New York Jets running back. They, they split carries pretty much. They split time in the backfield last week. Uh, I don't really know what to make of that situation right now since Carter's still pretty new. Um, I would anticipate if the Cardinals get down early again, they would probably go to Michael Carter again just because he's a, a better pass catching running back. Yeah. Um, if they feed James Conner, he would eat. Simple as that. He's averaging five yards per carry. I, I, I don't understand why they don't feed him 20, 25 times a game. That's crazy to me, especially because he is like, He's young. He's been healthy. Last year, what he put up like fifteen touchdowns or some crazy number like that. I, he was on my fantasy football the last team. couple of years. Yeah, yeah. So it just doesn't make any sense to not hand him the football. But at the same time, like, I mean, may, does that change in Pittsburgh? Like, is there like an emotional, like, hey, he's coming back to Pittsburgh, hand him the rock, let him eat type of situation? No, I don't think so. Uh, he met with us yesterday, and he obviously gave very glowing reviews about Pittsburgh and the Steelers and even Pitt. Yeah. Uh, we don't first kill a G at time there, but um, he said all of the emotional stuff is going to have to wait until after the game. Uh, it's just business as usual. I think is the term he used to describe it moving forward. And that's kind of the, the mantra around here moving forward into Pittsburgh. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. That's uh, sometimes you need a little emotion, I feel like. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in Arizona, so I... I couldn't feel it. I do have one more, but I'll save that for the end. Let let me switch it to you here. What you got for me? 
Yeah, I was going to say, man, the, the Steelers are kind of gearing up for a playoff run, right? I mean, things finally start to appear to be clicking in Pittsburgh. I mean, you have a stretch of, I don't want to say easy games because there's really no easy games in the NFL, but a favorable schedule nonetheless. I think I want to ask you first about the, the OC change going from Matt Canada um, to Eddie Faulkner, running back coach running the show. One game sample size, but I mean, have you liked what you've seen? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. I could say, so I think the funniest, the, the perfect example, but also the funniest example is the first play of the game in Cincinnati. It is a pass right up the seam to Pat Fryermuth, a throw that for two, two and a half years, Steelers fans and media and radio personalities and national media and everybody have just screamed, hey, you should probably use Pat Fryermuth up the seam just once in a while, maybe. First play, that's what they do. I thought it was like a big middle finger to Matt Canada and to everybody who was like, oh, they'll never do this. They did it. I think the biggest uh, the biggest change is that I, I looked at Matt Canada as a guy that was trying desperately to save his job. And because of that, he wouldn't take input from others because he just wanted to. I mean, when you're backed up against the wall, what do you do? You start fighting and you don't look for help. You know, you just you just try and you got tunnel vision and you are trying to fight your way out of whatever you're in. I kind of felt like that's where Canada was, especially this season. And as it got worse, the offense got worse because he just continued to say, I have to get us out of this without making adjustments. He constantly like say it was execution and it was players and blah, blah, blah. And Tomlin would support him. So it was kind of both of them. Faulkner and Sullivan come in here and first game, it's just like, let's take some shots. Let's just play normal football. That's all it was. It was just normal football. It wasn't Mike McDaniels or Kyle Shanahan's playbooks. It wasn't anything crazy. It was just normal football with guys who are good at playing normal football and it worked. So that was the, the biggest change. People are going to talk about like, Oh, they only put up 16 points. Chances are they should have scored another touchdown because the Deontay Johnson catch was called incomplete. Probably should have been called complete and a touchdown. At that point, you put up two touchdowns and three field goals. You feel really good about where this team is. They broke the 400-yard streak for the first time in 59 games. I mean, one game sample size looks really good. The way I look at it is these next two games kind of get you ready for that that tough streak where you go to Indianapolis, you play Cincinnati again, you play Baltimore, you play Seattle, you fight your way into however high in the playoff seeds you could get. These, these Arizona and New England matchups are kind of just like – Hey, you got it. You got to continue to grind. You got to continue to build on it. But at the same time, like, I don't know, like just like the Josh Dobbs thing, like new things are difficult to defend in the NFL. And it's just a matter of how long can you keep those new things alive and successful. And that's, that's what the Steelers will look at at this week. But I do like, I mean, one game sample size, I was definitely impressed. Do you think there's a shot that the Steelers overlook Arizona, because yes. I feel like in the NFL, it might be a little easy to overlook an opponent who's two and 10 with the tough schedule, like you said, coming up with the, the gauntlet that they have to finish the season. I mean, they're pros. They're here for a reason. Right. But like, especially under like a Mike Tomlin coach team, like, do you think there's an opportunity here for Arizona to kind of sneak in and walk away out of Heinz Field with a win? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I I mean, this is this goes well beyond this season. The Pittsburgh Steelers under Mike Tomlin and really before Mike Tomlin, but really under Mike Tomlin, they've always kind of fell for trap games. They are they are never great in these trap game situations. And no matter how hard we try to talk ourselves out of them, 
they always seem to fall for them. I think that's a possibility. I think it's just a matter of how bad is the trap game and how quickly can they get things going. I will say that the fact that you have a new offensive coordinator helps. Like it's not, if this was a normal team, normal Matt Canada, normal, whatever I could say, yeah, this could a hundred percent be a trap game. This could be real dangerous for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't see Eddie Faulkner acknowledging that the Cardinals stink or Mike Sullivan acknowledging that the Cardinals are not a good football team. I see them completely ignoring who the Cardinals are and just looking at it and saying, look at, this is another game that we have to win. Otherwise the pressure is going to be so heavy on us that we might, it might be insurmountable. We not, might not be able to climb out of it. I think that'll help. Like I just, I think Eddie Faulkner is such a, everybody else's nameless gray faces. And he kind of lives by that, that, you know, it, Tomlin says it, Tomlin says a lot of things that he doesn't actually mean. And Faulkner, I don't get that vibe. I just get that. This is, this is real. He might just totally ignore who the Cardinals are and that'll help. And then when it comes to like, you got guys like Deontay Johnson and I mean, TJ Watt wouldn't overlook anybody in the whole world, but you, you have some guys who like might be good enough and talented enough and experienced enough to say and acknowledge that the Cardinals are bad. Kenny Pickett, I think is more so looking at this, like I'm pretty bad right now. I would like to be good. Let's try to be good, which I think, I think certainly helps. But if I had to, you know, black and white, yes or no. Yeah. This could a hundred percent be a trap game for the Steelers. Yeah, if this game ended up like twenty eight to zero in favor of the Steelers, or if it ended up like a like twenty three to twenty like battle, I, yeah. I feel like it wouldn't be shocking the way. It, like both teams that I feel like are so volatile right now, just in terms of where they be. Like the Steelers should win, right? Like there, yeah. there, there's no like there's no putting lipstick lipstick on a pig. Excuse me. Like the Steelers should win. Like the, the, there's no excuse for them, especially playing at home. Which, like by the way, we, we talked to Jonathan Gannon, Kyler Murray. James Conner, like a handful of other guys yesterday, you would have thought, and like me being from Pittsburgh, I have to say it is, but you would have thought like they talked about Pittsburgh, like yeah. the, like the, the gold standard, like they, they gave, they talked about going into Akershire stadium with terrible towels and like a playoff like environment. Like yeah. the guys talked about, like it was nothing they've ever seen. Like there's been a handful of guys like talking about it to like James Conner being like, Hey, you know, like, what's it going to be like? You know, what, what should we expect out of X, Y, and Z? Like, and then you, you get Jonathan Gannon talking so highly of Mike Tomlin, um, you know, saying a whole bunch of nice things about him. So I don't want to say the Cardinals are like looking up to the Steelers and be like, Oh man, I wish I could be that. But like the way the Steelers have been talked about at the facility this week yeah, you you thought they were contending for a Super Bowl. Do you think that? Do you think that that helps or hurts the Cardinals? Like, do you look at it as, you know, they understand that this is like a gold standard and they got to play up to the gold standard, or do you look at it like maybe they already have realistic expectations that maybe this is too too high of a mountain to climb? No, I I don't think that. I think more than anything, man, with the culture reset that's happened in Arizona um, since the off season. Yeah, I think they're looking at a Steelers team who is just the the example of consistency, right? Okay. Um, yeah. You know, Mike Tomlin being who he is, and like Steelers fans can say whatever they want about Mike Tomlin. There's maybe three or four teams in the NFL that would not take him on their coaching staff right now. And yeah. for for fans to get after Tomlin year in and year out is just hilarious. And that, that's me speaking from afar. I was gonna um, say you're you're speaking from a team who who 
isn't very good and and has struggled to become very good. And I think that's the perspective that Steelers fans struggle with, and myself included. Like every time I bash on Tomlin, I always have to acknowledge like at the same time, there are a lot of teams that wish they were in this situation. Yep. So to like hear you say it's like there isn't it isn't like, oh, like, it, you know, it's not greener on the other side, but it gives you some hope to 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 get better and new. No, like sometimes when you're on the other side, there is no light and you're desperately, desperately trying to find the light. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are walking to a situation where they're they're playing a well-established team who has an identity, um, yeah. fortified names. Dude, like they've talked about TJ Watt like the boogeyman here. It, it, it's he is just, the boogeyman. I mean, he is 100%. He absolutely is. Um, the, the fact that Minka Fitzpatrick might come back this week too, it just adds like salt to the wound for them. Um and I think they'll get an opportunity to kind of see, hey, you know what? If if we keep our heads down, if we keep moving forward, if we all buy in, this is yeah. what we can create. But out here, Western Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. I see that. I uh, I do expect a a good game. You 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 got a score prediction for us? <sighs> I would probably say like I go to like twenty four thirteen. 24 that you got to Do you understand that the Steelers have scored more than 20 points? I think twice this season, three times, you, maybe. Okay. So I'd love to talk about this, right? I mean, yeah. Najee, Jalen Warren in the backfield. I mean, more than anything, the Steelers are going to run the football, right? Like rain, sleet, yeah. shine, whatever it might be. And then focus too much on the run. You have the alien that is George Pickens. And then Deontay Johnson, who is pretty drama free according to my calculations. I haven't seen anything about him on Twitter. You have to pay attention to the headlines this week, my friend. I I would ask about Ryan Chase here, but you know, that's a completely different. I was at a a family, I was at a child's birthday party last night when that news popped up on my Twitter and everybody looked at me and I went, nah, it's not the right place to talk about this. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Yeah, um, the, the Cardinals had out 140 yards per game on the ground, which is third last in the NFL. And the Steelers are going to gouge the Cardinals on the ground. Yeah. I have no doubts in my mind about that. Yeah. Yeah. I could. It could be a big game, especially Najee Harris looks revamped after last week. Jalen Warren's been an week. animal. Yeah. That was the best I've seen Najee play since his rookie year, actually. And then Jalen Warren's an animal. I could, I could see that. My, I, I feel the same way. Like, I think this is the game they finally break 20, 20 points, like, and it looks good. Like, it's not like, a, oh, this is just 20 points. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I kind of expect Kyler Murray and some. I expected the Cardinals to start off stronger than the Steelers anticipate them starting. And then it kind of slows down. So I could see 24-16. Like, it, 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 it could click. click. I mean, like, Kyler... Kyler finally, you know, kind of finding his rhythm in, in the offense. He's had three games now with live reps with his guys. Yeah. I, I think here in Arizona, people are kind of waiting to see, okay, you know what? Like he's played in the offense. He knows the system. He's got the timing down a little bit better. Like when is the week where we see Kyler Murray say, you know what? I have it. I found it. Well, we can only go up from here. It, I'm obviously not against the Steelers defense, but I mean, like it's only a matter of time. People feel like in Arizona. Yeah, and I mean, hey, look at the Steelers defense. If there's a hole anywhere, that hole is on the outside with their corners. You know, Joey Porter is an animal, but he's still he's still handsy. He's still penalty. He still has a lot of penalties. He's consistent with the penalties. Patrick Peterson's getting old, and there's really no like Levi Wallace can't handle the speed of the Arizona Cardinals. Just can't happen. So I could say maybe I'm uh 
I like the 24. I like the 24. I'd go 20. I went 24, 16 last week with the, with the Bengals, And I was off there. I'm going to go, man, I'm going to go 24. Cause I have to bring this tomorrow too to the show tomorrow. And they're mm-hmm. going to, they're going to roast me. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 20. I'm going to go 24, 13, 24, 13. And that, uh, that feels all right. But there's also, like I said, the trap game that I I could see it being like a like a 23, 16 or 17. You know what I mean? Like a one touchdown. It was real close type of type of ball game, which would stink for the Steelers fans. They nah. need a little. It would be great for Arizona. That's that's I mean, this is the team that you want to beat. Yeah, and like Arizona has like teetered that line this year of being they've been competitive in like most of the games they've played in, yeah. right? But like they've got the best of both worlds, shot the hand of Montana, um, because <laughs> they played well, but they've they're also losing. They're also still maintaining that very high draft capital, which is obviously something yeah. like the, the active players and coaches don't care about. But like if, if you're a general manager and you're sitting there in the front office and like you see the talent that's there, you see the coaching getting better each and you know every week. But you're still getting a pretty high draft slot. I mean, it's almost like a win-win for year one, uh, you know, under the, the Jonathan Gannon era here in Arizona. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, you look at that and you just say, like, this is, like, the prime. Like, you're not going to win a Super Bowl. You're not going to make the playoffs. So you might as well get the number two pick in the draft and 100%. show, like, hey, we got pieces to build off of. Like, that's the uh, – otherwise, you could be, like, I don't know, the Panthers who are just like, well, we have nothing to build off of. And we don't have the number one pick in the draft. So this is – it could be much, much – much worse. So shout out to them. All right. Last question I got for you. I'll let you go. The Steelers are looking for an offensive coordinator at the end of the season. There's a name that was in Arizona for a little while. He was chilling there. He also, before he was in Arizona, was spending some time in Pittsburgh, hanging out with Mike Tomlin, hanging out at the Pittsburgh Steelers facility, kind of learning the NFL game. Now he's working as an assistant coach with Caleb Williams, who might be the number one pick in the draft. Is Cliff Kingsbury going to be an OC again? Is he a good OC? Like, is it is it something that could work? And would you would you give the Steelers his recommendation if they asked? Okay, where do we even begin with that? Wow, um, the entire state of Arizona is watching me right now, so I I, I got to come correct. <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury, it, it, realistically, I think he's going to get a head coaching job at the college level next year. Um, he's already okay. been rumored to fill the Houston vacancy, um, so I, I wouldn't be shocked if he goes there. Interviewed with the Texans last offseason is kind of like a, hey, you know, I, I need an interview to fulfill my contract, so I still get paid by these people, even though I, I just got fired. Um, Texans did him that favor, and he was rumored for the Patriots OC job last offseason before, before Bill O'Brien got it. I've only seen Cliff as a head coach and Cliff as a head coach. And this is not slandered to him at all. Just couldn't cut it. Like for, okay. for him to be OC and head coach, there's a reason why the guys like Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan are just so rare, right? Like the mm-hmm. ability to juggle both. If Steeler fans were tired of screen passes and halfback yeah. draws. Oh gosh. Do not turn on a Cliff Kingsbury game. Do <laughs> not turn on a Cliff Kingsbury college, high school, peewee, NFL game. Do not turn it on. That's all that, it is. That, that, that's, that's pretty much all it is. The, the amount of times that the Cardinals had been like second and 10 or like third and 15 because of like a halfback draw or because of like a, a screen pass and spreading the field horizontally and not vertically. Astounding. Mm. 
astounding. That should be studied and put in like the Smithsonian for how bad the Cardinals offense was under Cliff Kingsbury. Wow. That's uh... I, I, if, if it, it is hilarious to watch people outside of the great state of Arizona try and like clamor for Cliff Kingsbury because they have no idea what's coming. I, I, that's the thing is we, you, you could ask Steel. I mean, he was tossed in my early candidates. He was tossed in a lot of people's early candidates as like a, well, he couldn't do it, but he was, he did, was good offensive mind. That would be, that's what Matt Canada was. Matt Canada was jet sweeps and terrible runs and a lot yep. of screen passes that went nowhere. Man, that would be the worst case scenario for the Pittsburgh Steelers, huh? I mean, the, the personnel is different in Pittsburgh. Maybe he's learned from his brief stint in the NFL already. Like he could come. A, you don't want to take that better, chance. But I, I, I will say he he has that crazy resume of quarterbacks from like Baker to Kyler to like now Caleb. He has he made, made Kyler work for work for a year, didn't he? Didn't they make the playoffs under Cliff? Yeah, yeah, they they, they made it one year. Um, they they should have made it another year. But like if if you look at Cliff Kingsbury coach teams, if you do have the time, go and look at it. The second half of the season, his record compared to the first half is awful. Like like oh, yeah, it it, it it's not great. I, I I could not not recommend Cliff Cliff Kingsbury. See, like dude, you got me so like flustered right now talking about Cliff Kingsbury. No, just no, no. I I I didn't I didn't. He, I won't lie to you. Like it it came to me like ten minutes before we jumped on the show and went, oh Cliff Kingsbury. I forgot that. I forgot he coached in Arizona. Should probably ask about it, that dude, one. If, That's... if you're going for like hottest head not head coach but like hottest offensive coordinator, he's the guy. Like he is such a good looking dude. Like the the charisma around. Nobody him, in Pittsburgh cares it. about that. This is blue collar people. We want fat and chunky. Okay. Yeah. Eddie Faulkner comes out here and he said, "You got two light skinned brothers. This is this is what you need." The city of Pittsburgh was like, "Hell yeah, man! Yeah. Hell, this is what we need." You know, Mike Sullivan's like five six. Dude was in uh, jumping out of airplanes in the na- or in the Air Force. Like that's the that's the Pittsburgh. Nobody cares about good looking I, I, with his I would house. Say- I would say Kingsbury is like a handsome Randy Fickner. Jeez Louise. That's yeah. bad. It's not what yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers fans. He's also not going to find, he's not going to find a home as nice as he found out there in the city of Pittsburgh. I can tell you that bro. I'm not house was gorgeous. Yeah. You don't get that up, up in the city, unless you're driving like an hour and a half to work every day. And from the months of December to like May, the amount of snow that's going to be around your house, you're not making it to work most days because it's going to be bad. Wow, that stinks. That's uh wasn't the answer I was expecting. The answer we needed, I guess, the answer Pittsburgh Steelers fans uh needed to hear. That's uh that's a rough one. But with that, I guess we're going to we're going to head out on a don't recommend Cliff Kingsbury type of note. My friend, I uh cannot thank you enough for this. I was excited for it all week. Um was telling my fiance, was telling Jillian all day yesterday. I was like, dude, Donnie's coming on the podcast. I almost forgot to tell you. Um can't wait to see on uh on Friday. What's the one thing in Pittsburgh you're like ex- ex- excited <sighs> to do? I've never been to a Steelers game. Like like being from there, I've never, never in your life. To, I, I've I've been to I I watched them whenever I lived in Kentucky. We drove down to mm-hmm. Nashville and I, I watched the the Titan Steelers game back in two thousand eight. Um, I watched them out here in Arizona whenever they came out here last time. I've never. I'm just excited to see terrible towels. I'm excited to see Renegade play. Like the 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 church experience of a football Sunday in Pittsburgh. I am so ready for. 
yeah, the church experience is a good one. We'll make sure we park downtown, make our way through uh, downtown, make our way through, downtown. make our way through all the crowds. You know what I mean? Get full, uh, full north. Shore. If you don't freeze, you might. We might get there, and you might be like, "Get back in that damn truck. We're yep. driving to the parking I, lot, I, I, dude." I will pull up my phone in your truck, and I'll I'll have the heat running. I'll just watch a game there, and I'll do my work from there. That's true. And that could uh, that could definitely work. There's some really nice parking lot attendants too that they'll hang out with you. I know they will. So that's a good time. I'm uh I'm excited to see you. Can uh can't wait to pick you up tomorrow night for everybody. Make sure for everybody watching who wants to uh keep as keep as close of an eye as possible on the Arizona Cardinals. Make sure to check out, what is it, allcardinals.com? Yep. Yes, sir. Allcardinals.com. Donnie's got everything. Don't worry about that one. With that, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys very much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Find us anywhere you get your podcast. Check out all of the Cardinals stuff at allcardinals.com, all the Steelers stuff at allsteelers.com. I will be back tomorrow with Stephen and Nick for another day or another episode of All Steelers Talk. Enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.